0: Saw one of the greatest performances in the history of the C.I.A.A. women's basketball championships. As Virginia Union captures the N.C.A.A. Division Two championship, their second since 1980. Sterling Hammond gets a pick. Caleb Moore finds Charles Hall in the end zone for the third time. It's 33-17, Union. <laughs> Welcome to the Panther Sports Report, your home for all things dealing with Virginia Union University Athletics. I'm Jim Juno, the Sports Information Director here at Virginia Union, and each week we'll be bringing you the latest information about the Panthers right here on WRIR 97.3 FM and online with the Panther podcast. So let's get right to it. We have a very special guest today. Jackie McWilliams is a commissioner of the CIAA, and last week it was announced that the CIAA has reached an agreement with Richmond Region Tourism that the Richmond area would play host to three CIAA championships through the year 2024. Madam Commissioner, welcome to the Panther Sports Report.
1: Uh, Thank you, Jim. Good Good to talk to you this morning.
0: Thank you, Jackie. Now, can you please tell us about which championships the Richmond region will be playing host to?
1: Yeah. So this is, you know, it's always great to see our championships move and to see the different locations, or particularly our host institutions having the opportunity to share in the experience for all of our championships. So we'll have um, the women's tennis championship will be April twenty eighth through the thirtieth, and um, the softball. And track and field championships will be on May sixth through the seventh, and so you know our spring championships are pretty heavy loaded, and so we're excited uh, for the opportunity for Virginia State and Virginia Union to collaborate with the uh, park, the park and recreations for Henrico County.
0: Now, can you tell us where uh, where each championship will be played?
1: Yeah. So the championship kickoff. Um, will be at. Uh, hold on, I'm sorry, Jim. That's I okay. those locations. I wish that I could remember everything <laughs> at one time.
0: <laughs> well, I know. I know the uh, the tennis and outdoor track and field are going to Virginia State University will be the host school for that, and yes. softball will be the well Virginia Union will be the host school for that, and I believe that's going to be at the Henrico Sports Complex or someplace like in Henrico yeah. County.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I give you the right location. So yes, uh, tennis and track and field will be at Virginia State University on their campus and then softball will be at the RMP uh, Park. So in, Virgi- in Richmond, Virginia. So there's kind of this shared experience of having our multiple spring championships at Virginia State, but also in uh, Richmond.
0: That's great. Now, and you also, I know you said this before, but they're all going to be in April?
1: Yes. So, the tennis championship will be on April 28th through 30th. And then softball and track and field will be on May 6th through the 7th.
0: Logistically, it sounds like, I mean, Richmond, the Richmond area is pretty centrally located for the CIAA. So. to me, it makes a lot of sense holding the championships in this region. Is that Was that part of the process?
1: Um, you know what? I think it is centrally located, Jim. I think what happens, you know, as we go through the process for all of our championships, as I said, we try to move them around as often as we can, every two to three years, to give either a central location, a southern location, or the northern location. So you're right. I think Virginia particularly Richmond is a a great center location for folks from North Carolina coming up and the folks from Pennsylvania and Bowie, uh, Maryland coming down. So absolutely. And I I just think it's just, you know, when you find cities like Richmond or even Virginia State, those in Union who want to host, it makes it uh, easy for our institutions to get to you. But really, it has to be the host institutions partnering up with the cities to really make it and experience for our student athlete.
0: Now, I know, now when we're talking, when we're talking basketball and football, the uh, the host cities see quite an influx of tech, of uh, tourist dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I mean, we all, I mean, I know those are premier sports and not taking anything away from track and field and tennis and softball, but um, can you tell us how, how the city and the region will benefit from uh, from that
1: yeah you know the economic impact i mean we always hear it about the basketball tournament and probably because that tournament you know it's a culmination of everything that we do around community and, and activation but at our smaller championships we still do that as well we have community engagement you know we'll book hotels for our team and we'll eat they'll still be dining you know, some of our championships last two to three, maybe four days, depending on what that championship is. So it really creates an opportunity for our student athletes in our schools to learn the city. Um, they'll get out. Some, some coaches will take their students to museums, or they'll take them to places and dining areas that they wouldn't normally be able to do in their own community. So it definitely is an economic value and impact from the hotel and the restaurant Um, Side as well as visiting, you know, the city itself.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jackie, we're going to be right back to talk more about the CIAA and how everybody's looking forward to getting back to action uh, this fall right here on WRIR 97.3 FM and the Panther podcast. We'll be right back. For some people, university is just another series of classrooms. For others, it's about finding purpose and value as you define what will be your life's work. But when you step foot here, in this place, that's when you find your life's work colliding with legacy to produce an educational experience reaching deeper than you ever thought possible. It's more than books, more than classrooms, more than papers or exams. Virginia Union University is a place where you discover the power of a limitless future.
1: The CIAA was founded in 1912 and has been a continuous champion for academic and athletic excellence for over a century. A crown jewel rooted in tradition, leadership, and community, the CIAA continues to educate and empower the future leaders of tomorrow through our commitment to academics, our support of the community, our enhancement of the student-athlete experience, and the engagement of our alumni and fans. A legacy that began over 100 years ago continues to impact the generations of today. We're all CIAA
0: for life. Hi, welcome back to the Panther Sports Report here on WRIR 97.3 FM and on the Panther Podcast. I'm Jim Juno, and I'm talking today with Jackie McWilliams, the commissioner of the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association, better known as the CIAA. And Jackie, this past year has been rough for everybody all around and with the pandemic and the suspension of athletic activities. So how anxious are you to have the sports resume?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's like sitting on the sideline trying to trying to get in and asking the coach if you can play. I mean, (laughs) I think we're all excited about the opportunity to do the work that we're in the business for, and that is creating athletic experiences watching our student athletes perform um and do what they love to do at their institutions and then bringing them together at our championships and jim the one thing that i'm excited about is you know not just execution of our championships but really seeing our family again like we miss each other we miss seeing our student athletes we miss the interaction with our board and our and you all the sid i mean You know, there's something about us getting together and being around the table and having these types of conversations. And and we've learned to get through it. Um, But I'm excited about us just getting back in full swing. And I don't think it's going to be the same normal. I don't think we'll ever be back the same. But I do think the opportunity just to lay our eyes on one another and watch the, the spirit of the sports and our student athletes. I'm excited to see that part
0: see at virginia union here where you are going to be returning to full-time uh work days on june 21st now we're going to have to show uh um, proof of vaccination yeah which is fine that's no problem um and it looks like on may 28th the uh, state of virginia will start lifting the the COVID restrictions um do you foresee do you foresee any uh in-person uh events like Football Media Day before the season begins?
1: You know, I, we've been talking about that internally. I mean, I think we'll probably continue to to consider it being a virtual, um, opposed to being in person. We haven't finalized that. And some of it, Jim, is that some states have lists. some states are still transitioning i know the state of north carolina will probably be um, their lift i think will change in june or they've already made some changes already but the full access and opportunity i think we still need to be safe covid is real Um, we can't guarantee that everybody's vaccinated Um, and we've talked about that in our office you know will we be risking having in person this summer knowing that maybe some of our students are not required to have vaccination and our coaches and so on the safe side i would say right now we're looking at still doing a virtual type of um uh, event opposed to being in person right now
0: could that change
1: will that change
0: could it could it change
1: it could i mean i think um i'm gonna say 50 50. i think the hybrid model of what that looks like you know ben and suzette have been really great i mean i think You know how we manage the hybrid of a virtual and a hybrid model I don't know yet, but i'm gonna leave it to the expert. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, the team knows that whatever we do, we need to make it safe, we need to make people in our Community feel like they're safe um, and there's an opportunity to still tell the stories, whether we're in person or not in person.
0: And i know you may not be able to answer this and i don't mean to harp on the live on the live in person thing but if if the football media day was a live i mean was an in-person event would it be in salem virginia
1: um normally when we we normally have these types of events at the host site um and so that's the other thing the logistics of going to a host site and getting everybody there in the safety piece of that as well. And so I, I wanna be mindful of the logistics and be sensitive um, to where everybody's coming in the different state requirements before we throw everybody back in one place too soon. Um, so likely it would be in Salem as we would do all of our host institutions or our host championship sites in these types of events. And if we don't, we'll just do it virtually. Yeah. And, will still be effective.
0: How late can you wait to make a decision like that?
1: Um, not too late because people have plans, you know, mm-hmm. we just got through, we'll get through Labor Day. I think after that, in the next couple of weeks, we'll make some decisions and get something out as we have done normally to save the dates on your calendar. And then to, to let you know exactly where we're going.
0: Fantastic. Now, and one thing people don't realize is that we do have a lot of here at BUU, we have several foreign students mm-hmm. and they may not be, they may not be able to get back into the U.S. without vaccination in their home countries. So that's something a lot of people have to I guess all CLAA schools have to consider that also.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, this thing is, um, you know, this thing is much bigger than one individual, one institution. And so I think that's the piece that we need to be mindful of, of the availability of our students. I would hate for us to have a media day. Um, And again, you don't have some of your athletes who can travel right now, you know, and so how do we do it most effective for all of our sports that makes sense right now? I mean, our goal is to go hard this September with games and volleyball and cross country. You know that we can get back started and so there's no sense of putting ourselves in a position where we'll have to delay it because of conference decisions of requiring people to be in a place where they may not need to there's too much technology jim right now for us to be able to still tell the stories and still highlight some of the best athletes in this conference
0: yeah i wish i had bought stock in zoom before pandemic
1: you know i know right
0: That's right. Whoever heard of Zoom or Microsoft Teams before the pandemic, you know? <laughs> so
1: it all existed there, and we just was like, we're not using that. Let's just teleconference. <laughs> you can't even do a dial-in number anymore. It just doesn't uh-huh. make sense.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, we're gonna be right back with more with Jackie McWilliams right here on the Panther Sports Report on W-R-I-R 97.3 FM and online with the Panther Podcast. We'll be right back. V U U Of course, you know that we have an affordable tuition. And of course, you know that VUU is home of CIAA champions. And of course, you know we offer opportunities for internships and amazing learning opportunities. But did you know we have 84 acres of beautiful campus? See what you're missing. Visit vuu.edu, Virginia Union University, the promise of a limitless future.
1: Being a champion takes more than skill, more than endless drills, more than using your head. Being a champion takes the heart to give it your all, the agility to thrive from any angle, and the relentless drive to be the best. Welcome to Division Two, where the pursuit is yours to create, and the question isn't, can you do it? It's, will you?
0: Hi, welcome back to the Panther Sports Report on WRIR 97.3 FM and online with the Panther Podcast. You can find the Panther Podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast platform. We're talking today with Jackie McWilliams, the commissioner of the CIAA. And Jackie, um, recently we've had two former CIAA players, Ben Wallace and Bob Dandridge. Who will be inducted into the Naismith Hall of F- Basketball Hall of Fame in September? How big of that? How big is that for the conference?
1: You know It's it's um God it's so humbling and in, and in, in to be on the the side watching, you know, or hearing the announcement and seeing that class. Um, many of them who I know that are in that class, but you know, to be able to to see Ben in person and to even coach on the men's team. And to see the type of person that he was in college, but then watch him grow in the NBA and leave amazing footprints um, really makes me proud. And I know the conference proud. And Bobby Dandridge, I mean, it's it's time. It's well, due, well overdue for him to be acknowledged for his time in Milwaukee, for his time in the conference um, and playing the game. Um, he was a coach at Hampton University when I was playing. So you know, I just knew him as Coach Dandridge. I didn't know <laughs> at the time how famous he was, um, and so it's very humbling to be able to reach out to him and even Ben to say congratulations. That that's the thing about CIAA. You know, when you talk about McClendon and Big House, to the, to us they are family. To everybody else, they are celebrities and all these things. And so you know, you don't want to take the opportunity to just have such great gratitude about the time that you have spent many of us in this conference have spent with them and to celebrate them for this honor it is a big deal and i've seen several people come through that program but to celebrate them this year particularly is an honor for the conference absolutely
0: now you coached volleyball here head volleyball coach in the mid nineties here at Virginia union, but you were also the, the first female assistant coach on the men's basketball team. And that was when, that was when Ben Wallace played here, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm, it was. And um, that was fun. Um, I coached with the women's basketball team as well. I was an assistant coach. And then for one year, I went to the men's team and got to coach and with, under coach Robbins and Willard Coker at the time, and uh, it was an incredible experience for me, very different um, coaching styles. um, men, very different in the game and how men play and how women play, but the game is still the same. And so um, Coach Robbins, to give me the opportunity and James Battle, who was the athletic director at the time, to ask me to come and work on the men's side. Um, It was fun. I learned a lot. I remember working or at least staying with Ben and working on those free throws that everybody talked about. Um, But not just him, Jay Butler. You know, we just had they were those teams. Big D, Derek. I mean, they it was just a phenomenal opportunity to work with amazing athletes and to watch them advance in the NCAA playoffs. And I'm grateful. I grew up a little bit more. um, you know, Coach Robbins was so respectful. I can remember saying, now, Miss Jackie, can you just step out the locker room? For <laughs> a you know, and I don't know what he said to them, but all I know is it only took one minute and I came back. And But he always asked me about my opinion about the game, which was intimidating because, again, you're coaching with men. And what I had to remember, Jim, is that I was coaching in a part of the basketball team mm-hmm. and the game was still the same. Right. And just because they were men did not mean that I didn't have a voice or an opinion about how they were playing or which plays should be executed during the game. I had to learn how to have a voice and be have courage to say that to Coach (laughs) Robbins, who's a legend. Right. So it was an incredible experience. And volleyball was great, too.
0: Now, you and like you said, you coach assistant coach on the women's basketball team. Was that under uh, Moses Golat or it was?
1: Yeah, I was his assistant coach. I remember. And again, all the athletes that we have recruited, um, I'm in touch with most of them, particularly the volleyball players who also play basketball. Um, They're like my daughters, if you want to say. And interestingly, when I was coaching, I was 22, 23. So here I was, still a baby, coaching babies, right? Um, But again, I fast-tracked and matured very quickly and learned how to separate the distance of being a young coach With young players and to to gain the respect of those athletes who still call me coach now, you know, and so it's it's very humbling and definitely an honor to have that opportunity to go to Virginia Union.
0: Fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming 2022 C I W basketball tournament. It's going to be held in Baltimore, Maryland for the first time since 1952. Virginia Union won that tournament, Yay! <laughs> the only time it was held in Baltimore was 52, and we beat Johnson C. Smith 83-81 in the championship game. So let me ask you about the 2022. Wow, that's 70 years. 70. In 70 years, and... This is also the 75th season where we'll be playing in Barco-Stevens, the Diamond season. Um, how are plans going forward for the uh, 2022 basketball tournament?
1: It's good. You know, it's, um, we had a call yesterday um, to talk to the promoters. I mean, I think the, the communication around, you know, how we want to execute this tournament in Baltimore very differently than we have in the past. Um, and how to work with the community and the state to get things done, um, it has been great for our team. They have the right people around the table, the right leaders in the conversation to allow for us to execute. You know, the venue is smaller than what we played in the past. So people have to get out of the mind that we are not in an NBA facility. But to me, when you're a ball player, you just want to play on a great court. And you want the atmosphere um, to be a great atmosphere. And our goal is to create this outstanding basketball atmosphere and community in venue. And then outside the venue, Baltimore historically is an amazing city. You know, you'll hear all kinds of stuff about this and that in Baltimore, but that's every city. We're going to an urban hub um, that is culturally relevant and connected to the things that we do as a conference. Um, and for our member schools. Bowie State and Lincoln University will be the co-host and Bowie State will be the lead host. But I just think it's a great opportunity for our student athletes who have not been in the area in the way that they will be to experience the DMV, all of us in a different way. And so we're looking forward to planning um, stages. We meet monthly, We, we talk probably weekly, different groups. Um, As we prepare to plan and we'll look forward, you know, after August to really roll out all the things that we will be doing and the hope, Jim, is that, you know, what we learned from the virtual experience That was important to stay relevant and to keep the community and the world connected to the CIAA that we're looking again possibly at some hybrid opportunities where we can still showcase the CIAA and the tournament across the world, but we can still be locally and have great impact um, and experience for our student athletes and the fans that are able to come.
0: Last time it was in Baltimore, it was in the, the Eddie Hurt Arena on Morgan State uh, University campus. It's going to be, an, uh, even though it's not going to be an NBA arena, this will be a little bit bigger than the Eddie Hurt Arena, the Royal, oh, yeah. <laughs> Royal Farms.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Morgan State has, I worked at Morgan State we have a beautiful basketball, um, beautiful basketball facility that I had oversight of when I was there. Um, but definitely, you know, hopefully we will get some of those Miat fans who have been a part of the CIAA. I think that's the other thing that's exciting is that you know, we're building a community around a form a part, we're building a community within the community of CIAA, right? There's a lot of history and past between Howard being a founder of our institution, of our conference, and Morgan State being a member and having some of the amazing athletes to come out of their conference as well, a part of the CIAA.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jackie McWilliams. You're the commissioner of the CIAA. Last week, the CIAA announced that the outdoor track and field tennis and softball championships will be coming to the Richmond region through 2024. Jackie, thank you for being on the Panther Sports Report today.
1: Thank you, Jim. Such a pleasure.
0: Join us next time on the Panther Sports Report as we become your prime source for everything dealing with Virginia Union University Athletics. I'm Jim Juno, the Sports Information Director here at Virginia Union, and until next time, this has been the Panther Sports Report. Saw one of the greatest performances in the history of the CIAA Women's Basketball Championships. As Virginia Union capped the NCAA Division II Championship, their second since 1980. Sterling Hammond gets a pick. Caleb Moore finds Charles Hall in the end zone for the third time. It's 33 17. Union.